welcome to episode 15 of Hashtag No Filter. Today I am interviewing an amazing, amazing woman. Her name is Brittany Cobb, and she's the founder of Flea Style. If you're not familiar with Flea Style, you're going to learn all about it uh, for the next uh, 30, 45 minutes. Uh, but most of you probably are familiar with Flea Style. I'm so excited, though, to be interviewing Brittany because not only does she have such an interesting story, uh, she started something as a side hustle and it has turned into an incredibly booming business with so much on the horizon for her. But also one of their main events is actually this weekend in Houston. So if you are in the Houston area, uh, you're going to hear all about it in this coming episode. So it was just, um, I had so much fun talking to Brittany. We drank wine. She's just wonderful. So inspiring. And and I'm just thrilled to have her here today. So let's get into the episode. Thanks for being here, Brittany. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to be here. This is great. Everyone, just so you know exactly where we're sitting, we are sitting in the empty space that's about to be completely turned into flea style. Yeah, in I know. In 24 hours? Yeah. We, we do it in like three hours, which is amazing. It's, and then, yeah, the vendors are all in tomorrow. And oh my God. Saturday, it's a souk. Oh, that's it's amazing. Well, we'll, we'll get there and talk all about that. So first, if you can just um, tell everyone a little bit about yourself. What's your story? Oh, girl. How much time do we? <laughs> We have a whole <laughs> bottle of wine. Okay, so. yeah, okay, good. Um, my story, my gosh. Okay, I was born and raised in Southern California. Um, the quick version is I moved to Texas to go to college. I went to SMU in Dallas, um, so moved here at 18, and then um, was a journalism major. Always wanted to be a journalist from as long as I can remember. Thought I wanted to be on TV, tried that for a minute, and really learned I love to write instead and not be in front of the camera. Huh. And so I had an emphasis on the editorial side and actually, you know, rarely nowadays actually used my major and did it for a while. <laughs> right. So I worked my butt off all through college, graduated early, got internships early, early on and ended up getting a job through one of my internships straight out of school. So uh, I was a journalist at the Dallas Morning News, which people in mm -hmm. Houston probably know what that is. It's our big yeah. metro daily newspaper. Mm -hmm. And I was the fashion and home writer, um, which was a really cool job because this was in 2005. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't, I mean, it's long ago, but not that not long that ago, long ago. <laughs> for a young kid to have a job at such a major paper. Mm -hmm. And so I was traveling the world through the paper. I was really fortunate to still get in at a time where there were, there were budgets. Mm -hmm. And I was traveling, I mean, I went to Paris Couture and interviewed George Armani wow. for a week. Personally, got a just a personal um, translator and followed him for a week. And oh my gosh. watched him during the Couture shows fitting Kate Blanchett and Anne Hathaway mm -hmm. and had dinners with these people. I mean, I was living the life of a of a, a really storied editor at 21, 22 years old. It was amazing. Um, but I had a boyfriend at the time, mm -hmm. and we had been together a really long time, and he was moving to New York for grad school. So it took me to New York, which was the only place I was willing to leave my job for. Mm -hmm. And I did that for a year and wrote as a freelancer for Forbes and Lucky, if you remember Lucky wow, Magazine, of course. and Domino, and um, worked a little bit for Forbes, or I'm sorry, for Four Seasons Magazine. And mm -hmm. anyway, had a blast, but my relationship was on the outs. I knew it wasn't right. And so what happened was I was still so connected to Dallas, freelancing a lot for them. I was a freelancer because my my ex-boyfriend was a student, so we had mm -hmm. a flexible schedule. And Dallas people still thought I was working in Dallas because my byline was popping up a lot. And so anyway, I got a job offer back in Dallas, and I thought, you know what? 
I need to leave. If this relationship's not going to work, I need to leave town. Mm-hmm. And so I moved back to Dallas to be the editor of something called Daily Candy. Yes, may it rest in peace. I know. Rest in oh, peace. My gosh. oh my gosh. It was, it was so much fun. And so I actually started the job in New York. I worked in the New York office, which was a blast at the time. It was oh. really taking off and oh so God. much fun it to be a part of It was the first of like blog, like it was anything the first of its of kind. The newsletter is what it was called. But yeah, it really oh. was. And it definitely plays into my story today. Mm-hmm. But especially being a part of a startup, it really excited me and anyway I did that in New York they trained me for about two months moved back to Dallas and I was the Dallas editor for five years and that job was a full-time job but it was really flexible so I still freelanced a lot and um I kind of kept my hands wet and everything I've always been kind of interested in just I like being busy but Mm. also like learning a lot and so my mom's an interior designer uh, has been since I was a kid in California and I was kind of starting to dabble in interior design just to make more money and also kind of like fulfill that bucket and long story short um, through the design through the writing I was just meeting all these cool people whether it was an upholsterer whether it was a maker a painter mm-hmm. and I kept either giving them press or giving them a little job here and there and I fell in love with these people and their mm-hmm. craft and just you know um, wanted to support them and found that the way I was doing it wasn't very often I was wanting to help them more and more and um through a few months of like pondering how I can make this all like into a company I went back to New York and my days there and the Brooklyn flea was taken off I thought what if I put like a market where the storekeeper could could pop up with their goods mm-hmm. and the upholsterer could sell his furniture and um it just kind of made sense yeah it was like an aha moment and so this all started like percolating in September I started it I thought I'm gonna do it I had it planned for the first weekend of December so I had a few months to plan mm-hmm. and literally Thanksgiving weekend I got a call that I was laid off from Daily Candy. Oh. And I luckily had this thing going the next yeah. weekend, but I was I was just devastated. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, for so many reasons, financially, like my insurance, all yeah. of it, but also like, what's next? Right. nothing else in my life was big enough to be like my job. Right. And so luckily the flea had a successful day. A lot of people showed up. It was a total proof of concept. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to run with this. Uh-huh. I couldn't do it full time, but it's the only reason it wasn't only a one-time show. The whole idea was for it to be a holiday pop-up and maybe I would do it every year right but because of that it put the inspiration out there to make it regular made me try to make it my new job yeah so I kept freelancing and kept decorating but put the energy into this and so I kind of had a lot of things going on yeah you, you I was busy. like yeah I'm kind of like the modern day girl now yeah like, yeah doing like everything and when was this this was like in 2008 oh my god so it's like 10 years ago it was really rare yeah. um you know most people had a job right too and I was kind of doing a lot and I'm glad I did that because it helped me kind of like how internships help you figure out what Mm -hmm. you want to do. They were all kind of paying me so I could live because I was in my mid-20s at the time. But also let me like not have the pressure of figuring something out right then. I could kind of dabble in all of it. And the funny thing is, is that the one thing I really didn't want to do full-time became my full-time job, interior design. Um, So I don't know if you know this part of the story, but... I was writing, but writing never paid a lot. Right, I just liked right. It. Yep, yep. And I knew it always kind of kept me connected, mm-hmm. which is important, I think, in business. But yeah. interior design, one thing led to another, and that business took off. And long And this was your own business? Short, it was. Your, your so I, I ended up going in with a girl who is still one of my dear friends, and we partnered and did that for a couple of years. Had a great run, but I got pregnant. Well, I got mm-hmm. married, got pregnant, yeah. had my baby, and decided I needed to be on my own schedule. Um... I ended up starting my own thing, my own version of it, and within a year, Jerry Jones was my number one client. And I oh was basically God. living on his plane, 
doing projects in Missouri for him. And that took almost three years of my life. And um, it was a crazy ride, one I would not change for the world because it's such a piece of my story. Yeah. But it was so intense that... Um, not because they were they were wonderful. Like, right, right. I'm not a football fan. Right, right. Full disclosure. <laughs> they were a dream client oh, oh my on gosh. so many levels, but it was so much work and the jobs just kept coming mm-hmm. where I was like, okay, wait, this isn't what I want to do full time. And so I, um, because of that, said, I need to pause. And that's when I went back to the flea and said, you know what? I'm going to put my energy in that. Do what I love. I'm a mom of two young kids now. And thought it would just be a a really nice side hustle. Something that allowed me to be a mom. Yeah. But, and then. And then look at us now. (laughs) So I think this moral of the story, which we can get into, is when you put the energy and you work really hard, good things happen. Yeah. But they were all like really big, happy accidents. Well, and then, and going back to when you were laid off, like what was your initial re, I mean, obviously you said you were devastated I mean what did you initially think like did you freak out or well the funny thing was is we had a weekly call Mm -hmm. with Daily Candy and it was always like an editorial call Mm -hmm. and so that was what we all thought and so I was devastated just because we had no clue yeah like it was total shock and what happened was Comcast bought Daily Candy and so we were all thinking we just have a new boss yeah maybe a little pay raise no, 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 no. Quite oh, the opposite. Yeah, we got a new boss and like, and hey, cut. Yeah. Oh so, my gosh. Um, yeah, it, I was devastated, but you know, I mean, I was young and like yeah. nimble and I knew it was all going to be fine, but, but it was just one of those things like, oh. In that moment. What now? What next? And right at the holidays and. And you never thought that the, you, what it, was it called originally Brooklyn Fleet or what? The, did, uh, yeah. The, the so what, you never, at, you never thought that was going to be your, your full-time gig. Like, I think I maybe had the like pipe dream of, you know, that would be nice. But it wasn't what where I was taking it. I really thought I was destined to be like a, a journalist, or I, wow. you know. So I, I didn't have that hope. I re- I grew up. So the reason I started the flea was, like yeah. I said, meeting all the people. But also, I grew up shopping that way in Southern California. We were at a swap meet or a flea market or a market kind of like flea style right. all the time. And what was mom, the first thing you said? A swap? A swap meet? I've never heard of that. Yeah, it's kind of like um, is it a like a flea market? Flea market. Okay, got kind it. of more garage sale meets okay. flea market. Yeah, yeah. Um, but my mom, it, I mean, there's lots of reasons, but my grandparents were in an import business. My grandmother's Filipino and had this business that she yeah. brought to California. And so my mom was a rep for them. And then she loved antiques and always had a booth. So yeah. I grew up in it. Like whether right. I was stalking a booth, walking right. the mall while right. my mom was doing her thing. I mean, it was in my blood. And I missed it in Dallas, probably mm-hmm. much like Houston. I mean, things are changing now with pop-ups. Right. But everything was like big box and glossy and perfect. And that's great. Yeah. But I missed like the hunt and finding cool yeah. things. Yeah. kind of curated not like completely at a thrift it, store exactly and so I was wanting to create that out of a need as well um, um, so it, it kind of came from a lot of places more more than anything I wanted to shop that so right. I wanted to create this, it because it like, didn't happen what, the, the vendors and we're going to talk about Fleece Style in a second but these are all things you love like these are things you shop and you personally have in your home and wear and everything absolutely it's a total representation of how I like to live Mm -hmm. also I mean I think big picture Mm -hmm. like all customers but it really goes back to my editorial days Mm -hmm. of being a market editor yeah I'm at Daily Candy thinking of the shopper and the customer and the the reader and what you know all the aspects of life they're trying to fulfill in lifestyle culinary you know home fashion even like dog stuff right so it's it's a total it's like if you were to open the old school lucky right or dominant yes we are the pages of that in person for a day so now segueing into so for i'm sure everyone listening knows what fleece style is but for those who don't (laughs) what is fleece style um fleece style is a curated marketplace that is all about handmade vintage and one of a kind so Mm -hmm. like i said we 
we tackle all those categories in lifestyle um, as long as the vendors represent those different you know things at least a big chunk of their things are handmade or, or collected from different various artisans or, um, or they're know. not all one of a kind or they are all some yeah some. it's a mixture it's basically I don't want a store that's in a mall or a strip center to be able Got to it. pop up here and Got sell it. contemporary labels and there's a place for that but we just want to be really unique and mm-hmm. that's why it's so important people get here when we have our day of show because once we're gone we're gone right you'll never see that collection of people together again you'll never see that curation of goods again and we also make every show so different like we think of the season we think of the weather we think of the town like all of that plays into it so even if you came to our winter shows yeah. in Houston, it's so different. Than in November, spring. right? Yeah. It's usually, okay, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. And it's different. So there's going to be completely different it's stuff. It's totally different. But same vendors? Sometimes, or Sometimes, yeah. There's same. a lot of um, repeats, but then we also vet it so it's really different. And we do we do tell people no that have been in it before if they're, if there's too many jewelry vendors Got or, it. you know, it's a first come, first serve. And So what yeah. would you say is your favorite thing about running your business now? Because Clee Style is uh, your, every, I mean, yeah. this is your business. It's this is it. Time. Yeah. business I now have four time four full-time employees amazing um, so a few part-time several interns and we're growing with the new store which we'll get into yes so, I can't wait to talk about no that. it is my full-time job it is my third child it is yeah uh, yeah 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 all the things it's not a side hustle <laughs> not a side hustle anymore I have thought it no. would be um and how yeah. long has it been your full-time I so I made the I ripped the band-aid uh December of 2015 so it's two and a half years got it wow yeah so what's your so. favorite part about running it? Oh gosh, it changes daily. Yeah. Um right now my favorite thing is the potential. Mm-hmm. Like just building something that we really believe in, yeah. that we really believe is going to be big, that's gonna impact lives, it's gonna make shopping more interesting. Yeah. Um that is really fun. We are opening this store yes. that we're under construction on, so that is really so fun. where so talk talk about that because that is so exciting. It Congratulations. Is. Thank you. That's awesome. So um yeah, if anyone is listening and goes to our site, you can read the story on yeah. the blog. Long story short, it was a five year process to find a space. I oh wanted a gosh. store for a long time. I oh. I don't I'm not the type that always wanted a store. That yeah. wasn't like a dream, but I feel like for our company it's an important piece mm-hmm. of the pie. Um, when you shop small it's so important to meet the maker or touch it or feel it. Right. It's harder to do online. Mm-hmm. And so I think having brick and mortar is actually really important for us. Yeah. So anyway, I thought we would lease and do like the typical retail thing and we ended up finding property in Dallas. It's in the area of Deep Alum. Okay. It's downtown. Yeah. It's very cool and urban and artsy and um, we actually bought a building, two buildings and a parking lot and are creating literally a compounder community for our target oh my gallery guy and have a retail store. We have a, a workshop studio wow. for you know kids' birthday parties, artists to teach their craft. You can rent it for a private event. Um, oh obviously, like I said, retail. Then we have the big urban parking lot. So you right. can also come in and do a pop-up event. You oh, can my do, gosh. You know, we can have mini flea markets outside. Yeah. Um, and then the other building is kind of in the works, but will be a culinary yeah. concept. And so we can have, you know, a big food footprint to keep people down there yes. and cater to the events. And so it's just going to be this place that oh my really god that sounds inc- I did not realize all yeah. that that's incredible and the buildings are over a hundred years old so oh my god it's also super authentic to who we are and what we talk about and um yeah so, we opened the main doors on the big building so the studio and the store will open June 1st oh wow soon yeah oh. yeah 
And then wow. um, the next building will hopefully be open by the end of the year. Oh my God. So, so the store, the storefront, this, mm-hmm. what, so who, like what you'll curate products like you do at Fleet Style at, the, at right. the event? So it will be a representation kind of of our shows, but open full time. Right. But yeah, have a, a mixture. So we have our own line as well. We have shopfleestyle.com right. where you can mm-hmm. shop our things and some of our vendors. So we'll blow out our collections that we source at flea yeah. markets at the end of the day that's where we got our start yeah well, it's really important to keep that piece um but then the vendors will also either have kind of organic kind of style booths inside or just have product placement that we right. organically style huh. um yeah, oh my so god this mixture. is so exciting it's and do you have plans to do this in other cities at any point you know that is I like mean, the you're... number one question <laughs> um I, I I hedge on that I I don't currently have those plans mm-hmm. I know that they will happen okay I, I don't doubt it without right we, we're already getting asked to be in other cities so wow. I I know it will happen but I am not focusing on that right now okay. I'm yeah. like of course do like we do well do it slow get our feet wet this is a whole new ball game yeah. for us there is no business plan right right so we oh are gosh. gonna take it slow but I absolutely feel like it will open it, it in other cities it, and it wouldn't surprise me if Houston was one. Oh, I I was you were set flea style here is a huge hit yeah, I mean I know I've been great. to it it's amazing and we'll get into at the end when exactly it is because it's tomorrow yeah, <laughs> yeah. it'll be yeah. yeah um okay so what is what would you say is your most challenging the most challenging part about running the business oh again it's like <laughs> It changes every day. Yeah. It changes every day. Um, Absolutely. I think... Oh, the hardest part is probably also the best part, which is growth, growing yeah. pains, mm-hmm. like navigating those challenges, yeah. whether it's from a technology standpoint, mm-hmm. like our site needs to be beefier and right. better. And, you know, we don't have a tech guy. We don't have that yet. Right. So then like those problems lie on us and we have to jump ship from whatever we're on to figuring out how mm-hmm. not to break the website, right. um, which happens. <laughs> That's important part. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> Believe me. Um, right. You know, so it just depends on really what's happening. Yeah. Like, you know, we're vendors are our number one priority always. Right. And so also keeping them happy. Mm-hmm. You can't make everyone happy, but you know, right. there's gonna be problems, but how we we grow and make them a part of that growth. Right. Because I don't wanna ever feel like you know, we've outgrown the business and not mm-hmm. stay true to, to who's helped build this and who's the backbone. And so how we fold them into everything we do, yet also look out for ourselves and grow and be able to like pay the bills. Right, exactly, um, exactly. Exactly. So, so what, when you were starting, or, well, okay. So you, how you have two kids, right? Mm-hmm. And they're, how old are they? I have a four and a six year old. A four and a six year old. So how, what's your advice for managing it all? Because you have two kids, two young kids and mm-hmm. this, which is your third baby. You said, so what, how do you do it all? Yeah. It's, <laughs> oh my gosh. It's, I mean, I have a lot of help. Yeah. So I can't deny the fact I, I have full time. Mm-hmm. I mean, my kids are in school, a lot, right. but when they're not, I have help with nanny yeah. um, or childcare activities, Something. whatever yeah. it is, my children are taking care of. Right. Um, but then at five, I'm home and I'm mom. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I found very, very quickly that I had to divide mom time and work time. And so from depending on the day, eight or nine o'clock until five, five thirty, I am on work mode. Work, right. I don't do anything with my children. I don't pick them up from school. School. I don't Got like, it. and I am very comfortable in talking about that. Like I, there, I could not be where I am if, if I did it. Right. 
And right. so I have no guilt because the minute I'm home, I do no work. And so I have really valuable time with my kids when I'm home. Um, and then weekends are just family. Like right. we've, we've gone like way back on vacations and even friends time. It's yeah. family time. And so yeah. we have found the balance that works really well for us. That's great. Um, but it's not easy. And there, you know, there was a lot of mom guilt until I got to the point where I figured out like, we're all okay. And we're actually really it's, great. Right. Like, this works really for, well for it, us. It is. It works well mm-hmm. for us. And, you know, I take my kids to school every single morning. I walk them to school. There's no carpool. We hold hands. We talk. Right. Like I find my ways to get in my time. Exactly. And like if there's a, I was at the zoo with my daughter a couple days ago yeah. at her school. Like I absolutely like if there's make a, some moment. Moment. Yeah. Right, right, right. But I'm not picking up and I'm not necessarily giving their bath. And, and I found that I had to figure that out for myself. Yeah. Beyond that, I also have a lot of help at work. Yeah. I have, for, I have definitely, um, what's the word? I, I've given up a paycheck to yeah. hire help with my employees. And my right. whole hope is that I tip the scale very soon to pay myself. Right. Um, and that doesn't work for everyone. I get that. And that's not because I have just like a ton of money. Right. <laughs> but we've I've sacrificed that short term for long term gain, and so exactly. I've hired two people that I could be paying myself instead. But instead, they're growing the business to a point where I'll be able to pay myself well quicker. Exactly. And I found that that was important too. So I'm really big on like bodies. Right. Right. <laughs> right. In, in, investing in investing those people. in mm-hmm. people that mm-hmm. are smarter or better or or you know can be an extension of me. Right. Um, so how long into how long into it did you hire people? And that's a good question because it didn't happen right away. And yeah. I really dealt with the mom guilt for a long really? time. Oh yeah. And especially like did you have friends that like not I mean did you ever have backlash like from I other didn't. people? I didn't. And that's where I'm really fortunate. Either they didn't they weren't honest with me but, or, they, right. or they got it. And they my mom it. My mom was a stay-at-home mom, and mm-hmm. so I actually am so fortunate that she was my, my biggest cheerleader saying, yeah. Brittany, these are the years they don't really remember as much. They're they're very valuable years and so important to lay foundation, but they're not going to remember the day-to-day. They're going to remember the times that you really spent with them. Mm-hmm. And so that's why when I'm with them, I'm so, like, on it. Right. Um, but when I'm not, I'm not. And I, it, she's so right. Like, I think yeah. back when I was four, what yeah. do I remember? I remember a few yeah. things, but, yeah. but I remember the values instilled. And so I keep going back to that. And so I'm building it so when they are eight and ten right i'm around all the time i have all the flexibility because i built something that can support itself exactly um but it took a while so i started in 2015 and and it probably was almost a year before i had full-time childcare. i definitely picked up from school right that's why the company grew so slowly that first year because i wasn't available to to grow it um, Cause your I, day was more chopped up and so you couldn't, you couldn't focus. Oh, there's no way you can work when you're around your children. Yeah. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> Were you working from home? If you're a good or, parent, there's no you, way because you're on your kids. You're right, watching them right. or you're like putting them in front of an iPad and then you feel guilt. Like, I don't have kids, but I have friends who work from home and, and, and they yeah. don't necessarily have that help or they don't have as much help as, yeah. as they would want. And they're like, they're working and then they're playing with their kid, which they love. But then they're like, I can't get everything done. I mean, I, I, I don't, I can't speak to you, it, but. But you're constantly in this like fog. Yeah. Where I. I have no fog. Right. Because I'm one or the other. So for me, it really works. Like, I felt when I was doing it all, I was never really present in anything. Huh. And so for me, I, I was, everything was always just kind of slowly chugging along. Right. And even like personal life, like, I never felt like it all was kind of just jumbled up. Whereas yeah. now it's really compartmentalized and for me, super healthy and productive. That's amazing. And so when you, when you kind of like shut your computer at five o'clock or whatever time it is, or you're, you're when not working. When I go working. home, I plug my phone in because it's always dead. Yeah. And I, <laughs> <laughs> and I turn it upside down and I don't look at it till about nine o'clock when both my kids wow. are in bed. And that's one thing. My kids go to bed kind of late. Yeah. So I do have like a full you've, four hours. You're not in bed at six. So. so do you have dinner with them? Oh, full dinner. Yeah. And then all the th- 
things that a kindergarten That's, needs, all the reading. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes it's bedtime, walking the dog, That's going to the so park. Nice. We'll visit with my brother who lives in town. Like, yeah. we have a full day. Yeah. I mean, mom knows four hours and get a lot done with your <laughs> sure. You're really ready for them to go to bed after. You're four like, hours, this is good. Is good. It's good. That's amazing, though. Yeah. But at the beginning, but you're not saying it was necessarily easy right away to, no, to, to do that. No. Well, in employee wise, I had Alyssa only for a while and then brought on another girl, and we were too strong, you know, two employees and myself. Yeah for a really long time. Yeah. I only hired my other two within the last year. Oh, wow. So that was also slow growth. Yeah. I mean, for obvious reasons financially, but also like I wasn't willing to give up the keys to the kingdom yet. Like it took right. me getting more and more comfortable with hiring more and it's hard. Yeah. Up, you know, all of the control. And do you have plans to hire more and more? Or this We're is hiring even... right now. We're oh. hiring like 10 people for the store. Oh my God. Well, well if anyone... Next... Then... <laughs> yeah, if you're listening, applications are online. We're hiring oh, wow. for retail sales. Oh, I think I saw that actually. Sure. That's amazing. So, yeah. So the the team that you just spoke of, they won't be in the store. They'll be they won't. They're they're going to be more on the corporate side Got of it. things because we're really growing. We have a lot going on. We have a yeah. podcast. Yes. Well. Yes. So this is so exciting. By yeah. the way, and we're a starting to monetize. <laughs> yes, we're finally monetizing it this year. So that's that great. starts next season, which yeah. launches in June. So we have someone that's really dedicated to that, as well as digital content. Yeah. And then we're really growing our online shop, shopstyle.com. Right. And this is so and it's not. It's all your products. Or it's, it's, it's a, a mixture. mixture. There's a lot that's of vendors on it, but we're also collecting a lot of it. Yeah. And that's only because we haven't had a store. But as the vendors come in, they're right. going to be on the site more and more and more. Right, right, um, right. So, so you have a lot going on. Well, we have so much going on, <laughs> and so they have all that to hold up. I see. So they'll be more focused on that. Then you'll have your store team. And yeah. and do you think you'll be in the store a lot? Like you, oh, all the time. Every day. I'll be bagging <laughs> your fines, guys. Come by, and I'll for sure be. Do you work? Where's your office? Do you have an office at home, or do you have an We office? have a corporate office. You have a corporate office. That has been like, you know, just our normal office. And we've built our headquarters inside the retail and studio space. It's 5,000 square feet. So we have 3,000 retail, 1,000 for the event space, and 1,000 for corporate. Oh, my so gosh. it's all under one roof. Oh, my really gosh. Cool. I cannot. I want to. I'm so excited. I want to yeah, come visit. Yeah, so you're going to love it. So tell someone that's listening, let's say, uh, 21-year-old, when do you graduate? Well, 21, is that when you graduate? I graduated Around that. 21. Yeah, that's yeah. what I think. I think me too. I think a lot of people are 22. So, so there, you know, what would you say is the most most important thing um, to do, like to do in terms of career, intern is that I always say like you got to intern. What's yeah. your what do you uh, what's your sure. advice? I mean, there's so many things. I think yeah, I think internships are very important. Yeah, any experience is good mm-hmm. experience. You know, whether it's a bad one that you learn from and really like, I don't want to do that, <laughs> right, right. or a really good one that gives you a lead or maybe even a job. Right. Um, yeah, I think internships are really important. I think being um, a connector, uh-huh. you know, whether it's organically meeting people yeah. and finding out what they do and learning more. Like I, I never, I've never built a resume, believe it or not. I you always, don't have one. I don't have one. Well, How I started we? my own business yeah. at 25, but my first job out of college was where I was an intern. So, and then in New York, I just knew people. And so, right. and that's not because I was fancy or came from a family <laughs> that was connected. My dad was in the construction business. Like right. we didn't. So I just, I met people. I yeah. talked to people, yeah. a friend of a friend. And so I think being, really connected and you don't have to be out going in like at every party right but just being authentic in relationships mm-hmm, or, mm-hmm. or being curious yeah is so important 
Um, and then, yeah, I just think hard work. It's so hard to tell people how to do that. But right. we have interns and we have some really good ones and we have mm-hmm. some really bad ones. Of course, yeah. And like, yeah. It, you know, I would never hire someone that didn't show me the work ethic I want out of an employee. And so I think you have to just work really hard to show people your skill set to want to get hired. Yeah, um, yeah, It's absolutely. really competitive today. It is, I know. know. It's just, it's hard. And so I think what I look for beyond skill set, beyond resume, you know, cachet is how hard of a worker are you? Yeah. And every one of my girls except one because I needed to fill a position immediately. Yeah. Worked for me part-time and slowly and I got to know them. Oh. I typically don't hire full-time off the bat because uh-huh. I want to test you out. So they start part or as an intern they start or just um, in a part-time pay, role? and Part-time yeah. but you know I start them slowly because right. I just want to make sure it's the right fit for yeah. me because the one thing I will not deal with is, is laziness or right. you know not, not being a go-getter right. and and so, anyway, that's hard to teach, but I think if you can show that, uh-huh. that's really important. Yeah. And how do you think, um, I, I thought of it through when we were talking about like college, how do you think social media has played into um, your business? From I have two part questions. So one, have you ever had maybe like a potential intern or potential employee contact you through social media and that's oh, how yeah. you, is that like, absolutely? because so I've heard other, it's how, it's very common now. I mean, social yeah. media is everything right now. So you like are all about that. Uh, you, yeah. Oh, social media for sure. <laughs> is a great connector like I mentioned um yeah I have I'm trying to think of my employees um I found two of mine two found me um but yeah connecting through that or they learned about us through it and then got it got curious and then they right 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 oh yeah it's it's so huge on every level and then how so huge annoyance yeah oh yeah (laughs) how how has a business over the few years has it changed I mean everyone of course these days especially bloggers influencers with the algorithm on Instagram and it has it how do you feel it's affected you has it affected flea style has it been a great thing or have you found it challenging you know luckily that's not my business my business isn't on social media so I don't rely on it I don't lean on it I really don't I shouldn't say I don't care, but I don't, um, I don't, that's not your main, that's over it at all. Um, so I only look at it as a positive, although I think if I did make it more of a day-to-day thing, I I could see frustrations with it. Right. I, the more thing that, the thing that frustrates me more is that I know what will respond or not with our engagement and I'm the type that doesn't care. And so I just still do stuff, but it's not probably great for the business to be honest. But But like you'll post what you want to post. I'll still post what I want to post. And, and you know, I know if I put my photo on there and talk really authentically or I do a home decor thing, that's what our our girl tends to respond to. It will go bonkers. Right. But we also have great makers selling dog items or a jewelry designer. And you want to show that. Or, you know, I want to show a construction photo and actually those do well too. But, but yeah, it's, like I'm not gonna give in. Right. I'm sorry. Right. Like, no, I, I agree. Not my well, you want to be authentic. But and, yeah, I do, and that's yeah. how we've grown. And unfortunately, now as we need to monetize more and more as a growing company, I have to look at engagement. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm I'm probably gonna have to consider that more and more. Right. Um, but while still staying true. But to your yeah, voice it's and like how do you do the balance? Right. But you know, I don't I don't pre-plan my posts. You don't. No, they're completely like you post in the in the moment. Absolutely. Every- I may have some photos kind of. In my backlog yeah. that I know I'm going to tap into, yeah. like because a blog story is running and it makes sense time wise or whatever. Right. But I don't 
pre-craft captions right. or I don't have it in But I like hand. that because it's it more it's authentic it's more authentic. It is, it's, and it's, I, I cannot operate otherwise. Right. I just personally cannot. I mean we've used Planoly, which is a great yeah, yeah, yeah. people are listening because it can at least keep me on track for things I want to talk about. Right. But I just use it to save a photo and and then use it. Exactly. Um, or have my girls. You're not planning the week out. No. And I, <laughs> and I can't because there's just too much like on the drive down here today we're like we need to do a giveaway for Houston tickets. We completely forgot for whatever reason to do that. Yeah. And so if I was on some tight calendar, right. I couldn't do that. And that's an important thing, a giveaway with our shoppers. Yeah, like, absolutely. So it's a it's a balance. Um, but yeah, we're I, we're gonna figure it out as things. Yeah, exactly. I feel like that's what's happening because every day something's changing with it. Every day I'm yeah. reading a new article about it. But it, like yeah. you said, it's not your business. Yeah, and I don't it's, read it's, any of it. I couldn't. I, that would <laughs> way too much going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So okay, now in but terms stories of stories are really good. The stories for us. are so that's fun one thing too. we've found recently. Like we've so we have the online store yeah. and if we post things on stories they're selling and so I told yeah. the girls like we need to pay attention to that yep. at the end of the well, day we need to make money and yeah. why not sell a few things a day through Absolutely. that it's effortless and it's fun and stories gets so much more engagement yeah. than, than Insta- I mean I guess I can't speak for everyone but mm-hmm. I know I mean from the from what I know it gets they get so much more engagement uh, so I, why wouldn't you I find the same It's and it's, it is fun like yeah, I have fun it, with the fonts no pressure and, <laughs> it's no. like whatever yeah well because were you ever into Snapchat or you no. I, I didn't really get I was a little like a little over the hill for it but my <laughs> no. girls loved it but now well, they're not doing it anymore. no so I did it for stories. a little while I mean I was obsessed because I like as my podcast states hashtag no filter like very raw real in the moment just whatever's going on I, I speak to so I was very like I'm not doing insta stories god no but I've transitioned completely I don't yeah. do snapchat at all but yeah, I still nice feel all be in one spot, yeah, exactly right? and even still I feel like people are Embracing the stories, the 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 realness of that. You don't have to filter yeah. at all, and right. that's the part I love. Yeah. Um, okay, so tell me now, in terms of flea style this weekend, give the details. Oh, there's so many. So <laughs> we're at Silver Street Studios. The event is Saturday. It's Saturday only, nine to five. It's five dollars to enter, uh, cash only, and or you could buy a pre-sale ticket if you're listening to this on Friday at shopfleastyle.com. But we have a hundred vendors. I mean, you guys, wow. seriously, like the best of the best. Is this the most vendor? How many vendors did you have? Uh, you we always, have about always kept out right at about a hundred. Yeah, um, but incredible textiles, bohemian furniture, vintage clothing, uh, cowboy boots, men's leather shoes out of like a cool old military truck. Man ready mercantiles in town. Oh, you know, big yeah, player in town. Yeah. They have a pop up with us. We have a cute old milk truck turned vintage mobile boutique from uh, Tyler, Texas. Oh, rolling cool. In. It's so it's good. Awesome. We have a pet adoption, free kids activities, a mimosa bar. Yeah, you mentioned the mimosas. <laughs> we have the latte trucks, slider trucks. It's going to be mean, awesome. It's a blast. So nine to five? Nine to five. Nine to five. And we're indoors, so I don't know what the what. It's Houston. Yeah, you so it doesn't matter because you're inside. It doesn't matter. Free parking. It's yeah. Awesome. Okay, so that's... And then when will your next show be? Or is, have you not an, announced in, it? So it will be in the fall. We haven't fall. announced okay. it yet. Okay, okay. Yeah. And right now you're fall. just Dallas and Houston? Yes. And that, it, it plans to do other? Can you speak to Maybe. that or not? Not because I can't speak to it. Yeah. Not, none in the works now. Got it, got I'm it. always open. Yeah, yeah I it's love it. It's just we're focusing on the store right now and that yeah. whole part of the company. Yeah. But yeah. Which is so exciting. Yeah. Okay, before we wrap up, I want to do a rapid fire. I couldn't think of what that was called. That's what I wanted. A rapid yeah. fire. Like, just you, first thing that comes to your mind. Okay, so um, ocean or lake? Ocean. Beach or mountains? Beach. Uh, wine or vodka? Or tequila? Oh, shoot. Or, or another? All three. 
I mean, the more the better. Depends on the mood. For sure, it would be hard, the hard stuff. Probably tequila. Tequila. Okay. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Do you know that that's the best for you calorie wise too? I just learned. I didn't know that. You're like, well, that's not why I was drinking it, but I'll keep to- going with it then. Um, for sure, tequila. <laughs> Denim or leather. Denim. I thought of that because you're wearing it. Yeah. Very cute denim jacket I'm right now. California girl. We <laughs> yeah. live in our jeans. But Texas do too. So what's your favorite city in the country? Oh, gosh. Uh, probably my hometown, uh, Newport Beach. Oh, so that's right. And you're from Newport Beach. Mm-hmm. So you know, I when I hear Newport Beach, I think of the OC, the show, the yeah. OC. Okay. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> Is that how it was, though? Growing yeah. up? Like, uh, I didn't watch that too much. Yeah. I watched like more Laguna Beach. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shows were... Um, I don't know. Not my group of friends, but no. definitely I knew people that could fall in those yeah, okay. But yeah, I, I grew up in the city of Orange, uh-huh. in Orange County, but my parents are now in Newport. Um, but yeah, raised all around Orange County. My whole family Got is it. there. So that's why I picked, you know, Ocean and all the Yeah, that, that, that makes sense. me at home. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you could have lunch with anyone, or drinks, with anyone living or dead, who would it be? <gasps> And why? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know, I love that if question you had, though. If you had asked me this last week, it would have been a really different answer. Interesting. Well, I yes. I My grandfather passed away this week. Oh, and I'm so, so now sorry. That's okay. Oh. But I would now pick him. Oh. Um, absolutely. But if you caught me last week, I would say Drew Barrymore. Oh. Why, <laughs> Very different people. Yeah. <laughs> why Drew Barrymore? Just always been a fan? Just. I, I just love her. I think she um, epitomizes like carefree spirit yeah. but total hard worker yeah um she's so resilient like her life is has been so crazy and really dark in a lot of ways yeah. and she's i think just a breath of fresh air like i think she'd just be amazing and fun and so the mom we could talk about right. her kids yeah. and i know she loves a margarita except totally creeped on her so, so yeah so. Listening, hit me up. Mom. yeah really <laughs> so then i assume i know the answer if someone were if there was a movie about your life who would play you would it be drew mary more oh, that'd be good yeah i like that <laughs> I used to, when I was younger, I used to get Alicia Silverstone a lot. I, I think my my look has changed. Do you know? I swear to you. Do you know that people have told me that I think when I was younger also that I looked like Alicia Silverstone with dark hair. I really? think it's the mouth or something. Maybe. Is that that's I so funny? That. I, I but used, I could. See, I used to get that. But so I could kind of see Drew Barrymore a little with you. I, I'll take it. I no, think your hair doll. color and yeah. your eyes maybe a little. Okay. Anyway. I'll take it. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Like cool. That. Cool. I like yeah. it. Um, favorite. I was. I. Oh, how would you describe your style? I forgot what I was going to say. How would you describe your personal style? Oh, it depends on the day. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm definitely known to wear like a total 80s getup, but generally laid back, comfortable, bohemian, eclectic, probably colorful, carefree. It kind of just depends. It just, it, it just depends. There's usually a piece of denim, a chunky yeah. thing, whether it's an earring or a bag or, um, but yeah, definitely comfortable. Yeah. But like a little out there, like a little eclectic. I mean, life's yeah. too short. I, fun. Exa- I, up, I agree. Um, okay, final two questions. If you weren't doing what you're currently doing career wise, what would you be or what would you be doing? Oh. Um, if you had to pick something else. <laughs> I think I would love to be a florist. I Ooh. love putting flowers together. It's yeah. something I always really enjoy. Um, yeah, I'll go with florist. I like that. Okay. Yeah. And your favorite quote? Or some, some sort, it doesn't, maybe just a, a, not a mantra, but something you kind of try to live by every day. Um, yeah. I should have prepped you with these. I know. I don't really have a quote. I think I would just say that I am a big believer that like life short, like Mm -hmm. 
buy that vintage thing you love yeah. or take out the fancy china and eat Chick-fil-A mm-hmm. on it. Or I'm a big <laughs> believer that. in just like living whatever life you love, like every day, like there's no special occasions. Every day is a special occasion. I love that. Like celebrate I every day. Celebrate every day. And that's the, you know, so apparent now this week with my grandfather passing. Yeah. I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. That. We're extremely close. And so I just think uh, like, you just never know. And, and we knew he's 90. I mean, he, was, he lived we a could great life. We live to 90. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. But, um, but yeah, you, you've got to treat every day like a special occasion. Wear, yeah. wear your Chanel belt. Yeah, or, yeah. Or like I said, right. Or like you, I always when I, I know like sometimes when I'll buy something, not not even saying it's expensive, just anything. Right. If I buy it, and it's in my closet. And I'm like, I'm just gonna save it because I don't want to like. And then what the fuck am I right. doing? Like I'm so gonna true. wear the shirt that I just bought whenever the hell I want. Absolutely. <laughs> but it's I'm yeah. So, I'm so with you. I yeah. always say nothing's precious yeah. except life. Like yeah, none of this stuff is. That's precious. your quote. Nothing's precious okay, except we'll life. <laughs> well, I love it. Well, this was awesome. So again, Fleece Style Saturday in Houston, which is tomorrow because this is Thursday, but I'm putting this up on Friday. Okay. So Fleece Style tomorrow, nine to five, five dollars to get in, or you can pre-purchase. Kids are free. Oh, oh, that's Parking's good to know. Free. Dogs are welcome. Dogs are welcome. Yeah, oh, good. Very dogs. Oh, and there's a mimosa bar, guys. That's where I'll be. Yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> um, anyway, but thank you so much, Brittany. This yeah, is awesome. This is You're fun. amazing. For okay. Me. Of course, and I'll give. Um, well, actually, tell everyone where they can find you on Instagram and everything. Yeah. So we're at Flea Style. F L E A style um we also have a handle uh shop flea style right so if you want to shop things directly and then our website's fleastyle.com and easy enough it's really juicy there's great blog content mm-hmm. our podcasts are live there. i know i'm so excited about that yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. a really great resource for just like good content yeah, yeah too. it's so a great it site even if you're not a vendor yeah it's great. well thank you so much for thank doing you. this thank you this was fun of course mm-hmm. And there you go. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Isn't Brittany amazing? She's awesome. Love talking to her. Such a doll. Uh, but anyway, again, if you're in the Houston area, you should definitely check out Flea Style this Saturday from 9 to 5 at Silver Street Studios. I have been before, and it's awesome. Highly, highly recommend. And there's a mimosa bar, so why wouldn't you go, right? Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, if you have not subscribed to Hashtag No Filter, please do so. And uh, download episodes and rate it and review it if you like it. Thank you so much for listening. As always, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at JulieLauren14. And uh, we'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.